Hey, this is Devin Baker, and I'm back with another short of the wildlife. Kind of a bonus short, because I had absolutely zero intention of doing this one at all this week, but then I was kind of scrolling through on uh, the wildlife.blog, and I was like, why not? Why not? Let's do it. Um, so today, it's uh, it's the wildlife of the Nicobar pigeon. It is a pigeon. It's uh, it's in the order Columbiformes. And while it might come as a shock, it is. I mean, it's super colorful. But granted, you know, your standard pigeon that you're probably used to seeing, um, you know, above the local public library or uh, by an overpass, they're actually rather colorful too if you just give them a chance. Now, what's also cool about the Nicobar pigeon is it's also the closest living relative of the now extinct dodo bird. These birds are named for an island chain off the coast of India, where many of them live, though they can be found all the way down to Palau or even the Solomon Islands. Their island-dwelling nature and lack of natural predators has allowed them to develop an entrancing, iridescent plumage, but that has changed with the introduction of rats, cats, and other non-native predators, plus the pressures of human activity. Can't forget that. Once abundant, they are now listed as near-threatened by the IUCN and are frequently captured for food, for trade, and because people use their gizzard stones, you know, the rocks that they have to swallow to help them grind up, um, food and stuff, for, for, for jewelry, jewelry, for jewelry, that's a hard thing to say, which, I don't know, it seems slightly odd, but who knows, I, I don't know exactly what kind of jewelry or anything like that. Um, but yes, it's it's the stones swallowed to grind up food for jewelry. They may be found alone or in groups of nearly 30, which is basically to say they may be in groups of up to nearly 30, or not. Unlike the dodo, they can fly, quite swiftly actually, but they feed on fruits and seeds they find on the ground, which is why the introduction of ground-dwelling possible predators uh, tends to be an issue for these types of birds. Growing up in a place without predators and then suddenly have something there that they aren't used to having to watch out for when when they're on the ground eating the food, minding their own business, swallowing up some stones to eventually be used as jewelry. Uh, they um, They don't know how to defend themselves. They don't necessarily have a warning system or anything like that. And so it, it allows for um, quite staggering reduction of population in short periods of time. This is something that has been seen in island ecosystems across the world um, many, 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 many times. If you'd like to see a picture of the Nicobar pigeon, uh, you can do so by clicking the link in the episode notes. Um, It's one that I took a couple of years ago. Um, It's okay. It's not perfect. It's okay. Um, But anyway, um, thank you for listening. If you want to support our show, um, the shorts, the additional series, the the nonprofit organization, really, I mean, that's the most important part. You can do that at patreon.com slash the wildlife. If you hadn't listened to the other short that was released um, today, then um, you might not know this, but you're going to know now. We are coming back with full-length episodes uh, as of this Friday, and it will be on spittlebugs and frog hoppers, which are the same thing but call different things depending on how old they are.
sort of like kids and youths versus adults, I guess you could say, except they get fun names like Spittlebug and Froghopper. Those are fun names. Kind of messed up. Anyway, stay tuned for that and um, take care.